You are listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I'm your host, certified life coach, practicing physician, and busy boss lady mom, Kathy Whaley, MD. This is the podcast where busy professionals like you come to learn to create a life they don't need a vacation from by burning your manual, this book that defines your expectations of self and holds you back. If you're looking to get off the hamster wheel, cultivate your wellness and feel better, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to the final installment about time management. Today, we're going to talk about our conscious choices when priorities change. And before we get into that fully, I want to talk about the brain a little bit, because you're always hearing me talk about autopilot mode. And it's in this circumstance that autopilot mode can really be a harmful thing. And so I want us to really understand this. So the brain is inherently lazy. It has what's called the default mode network. This is well studied. That basically takes control when you are less conscious. And I don't mean conscious from an awake standpoint, I mean from an awareness standpoint. Now, this is a really great thing because tasks that are repeated over and over again start to sort of happen on their own, right? How many times have you driven home the same exact route and like you don't even think about it anymore, you just go. So it's a really wonderful thing. And you know, they've actually confirmed through functional MRIs that no matter what you're doing, sleeping, meditating, your brain is still active and you're just not registering it. And like when I say active, I mean nearly as active as when you are fully awake. So the key here is this. Autopilot mode can be a good thing. It can also be harmful. And where it works against you is when you don't get the result you want or you're unaware that you've actually made a choice. So let's talk about it in the context of when priorities change. Priorities change for me regularly, both at home and at work. I would say that it is very rare that I plan a day out and it stays exactly the same in terms of my priority list. So an example that I gave in the first podcast, which I'll go into a little bit more, is, you know, let's say that you had plans to go exercise after work. And when you get home, you figure out that you have a sick kid. And all your sick kid wants is to cuddle with mom or dad. And so you're sitting there going, okay, well, my priority was like self-care. This was some of my planned in self-care time. What am I going to do? Now, I can tell you what I've always done. And that's, you know, I take my plans, I throw them out the window, and I cuddle with my kid. But there is this resentment and frustration that comes out of that moment when it happens on the autopilot mode. Because here's what we fail to recognize in that moment. We're sitting there and, and we think, I have no choice. Life is happening to me. And 
sure, I would have preferred my kid not be sick, not only because I don't want him to feel like crap, but also because I want to go and do my self-care activity. But here's where we get into trouble. And this is what used to happen to me all the time. I would hate my choices, right? I was sitting there thinking, okay, I can either go exercise or I can cuddle my kid, but I can't have both. And I didn't like that choice. And without even realizing it, I would go through this unconscious automatic decision. Because it's the decisions that our brains make for us over and over each day. So history had trained my brain that every time a kid was sick, to not even think about it and confirm my decision, but just to say, okay, all my plans are out the window. Mom, mom is on duty. Mom is going to cuddle said kid. My brain wasn't wrong in making that decision. That's the one I would make on purpose. But here's the problem with it is that when it is one of those unconscious automatic decisions, you don't have the chance to consciously participate in the decision. And so then we have these thoughts creep up that will be things like, I don't want to be here. I wish I were out exercising, but I can't. And in reality, what happened was the priorities truly changed. My sick child is going to take precedence over my exercise on that given day. And you know what? I always build in backups. So if I have a walk planned and that's my self-care time, I have backups scattered of some sort of self-care activity throughout the week because I know I may have to call an audible at some point and pivot off the plan. And so what we want to do is clean up our emotions before we make a decision. And even if our brain is capable of those automatic reflexive decisions, we want to harness that and make conscious wanted decisions. Even if the decision is the same, we still want to be a more active participant with the decision. And here's why. So not making a decision consciously is still making a decision, right? And so why we want to bring our consciousness back to the table when our priorities are changing is because number one, sometimes we really will decide not to do it like we've always done. And I'll give you an example of that shortly. But the second thing, which I think is probably very powerful within this example is we get the opportunity to say, yeah, I wish I could still go exercise, but there's still no place I'd rather be. That's when you know you really thought about your priorities and you changed them on purpose. So as you can see, this section of the time management time scarcity series, this one is a lot about perception because we may not necessarily change our decision, but by being consciously aware that we are making the decision, we help alleviate some of the time scarcity because we realize that we are actively assigning our time where it's most important. Now, I do think, as I said, I was going to give another example of how bringing that awareness back 
helped me rethink my decisions about priorities. So a very common occurrence would be that in my job, there are all of these administrative action items that come out. And it seems like they come out at the end of the day or basically really late on a Friday. And they will not be relevant for patient care. It will have nothing to do with the patient care. It will be something about collecting data or issuing some sort of response. But it doesn't impact anything in real time. And what it does tend to do is pull away the clinicians away from patient care in order to answer it. So I have a strong boundary about that. And obviously, I'm not um, in a position to decide how this is going to happen. These are typically assigned at a regional or national level. So it's not even at a facility level. So I have no personal judgment about these administrative actions that are requested. I can only say what my boundary is. And so in the past, when I was told that I needed to do something by a certain deadline, I honestly never even thought about it. Like my brain was taught to believe that if this is what I'm supposed to do, that I'm just supposed to do it and not even contemplate the idea that it could be different. Now, I have no doubt that that made me a really good follower along the way, but I don't think that makes me a good leader. And I am in a leadership position in my current job. I also think that just because we've always done something a certain way doesn't mean that we have to continue to do it the same way. So I drew my boundary and I drew a boundary that wasn't just on my own behalf. It was also a boundary for the clinicians that would be pulled away from patient care in order to answer it. Now, what what happens beyond me when I say, yeah, I'm not going to stay late. I'm not going to pull these people away all of a sudden for something that's due two hours after you gave it to me. I'm not going to do that. I cannot control what they do in response to me, but all I can do is stand up for those priorities and say, you know what, this is a misuse of my time and their time. I'm not going to do it. What happened in the old way for me? And that would be, I would do it. And then I would marinate and stew over it and think about all that had been lost by doing it, like lost family time, lost patient care attention for these other providers. And what I never perseverated on was the idea that I had still made a decision to do it even unconsciously, even if it was a decision that was born out of the automaticity, right? I still made a decision. And so I didn't take ownership of that or responsibility, nor hold myself accountable. So when we bring back a conscious awareness that our priorities are changing and that we may change our priorities or change our decision, then we have the potential 
to really be empowered. Does this take a fair bit of energy? Yes. Yes, it does. Decisions and changing priority takes energy and thoughtfulness. But we still want to consider them and give that energy to it because this is how we actively participate in our lives. And this is how we stave off the perseveration and the resentment that might come from a priority change that was done without you consciously making the decision to do it. So how do we put this into practice, right? Because I think I have illustrated the issue well and potentially motivated you to want to address it. But how do I actually give you the steps? So here it is. Number one, remember how I said earlier in the time management scarcity episodes that when I'm thinking about my time for the day, I think about my current priorities, right? I want to make sure that they match my life vision and that I'm being thoughtful about where my time goes and I'm not just doing the things at the beginning of the day that I always have done, even if they're like the least important things on the planet. So the first step is in truly planning your day according to your priorities and ensuring that where you're giving your time at the beginning are the things that are important to you. Step two is, again, if you get to a certain point in the day where you recognize that you're either about to deviate from that plan or and do something that's not even on it or you have already deviated and you need to sort of clean it up that's step two right so you kind of have to have step one you've got to have some sort of idea about your priorities for the day in order to even tackle it so if you're not even thinking about your priorities That's probably the biggest step I could offer you is start thinking about where you're spending your time and don't just fly by the seat of your pants. My husband loves to fly by the seat of his pants. Everything doesn't always get done. So step one, make your plan. Step two, recognize when you're about to deviate or have already deviated. And then we're going to do some cleanup work there. So... In a perfect world, if we are evaluating whether we want to revise our priorities, so this would assume that you've caught it before you made the change, what we want to do is clean up our mind before we make the decision. So this comes from the place where we want to realize that we could be happy regardless of the decision we make. We would be fine either way. Okay? So if I think about the example for my kid... I could be sitting there saying, well, I'm, I'm going to go for my exercise and my husband will be cuddling the kids. And as soon as I get back, I'll be cuddling the child and everything will be awesome. I mean, that's not untrue, right? Did my kid get exactly what he wanted right then? No, but I mean, like, whoever does get what they want right when they want it? That's sort of not reality. But then I could also focus on if I decide, yes, I'm going to just give up everything and cuddle with my kid. I could be sitting there going, man, like, I love that I get to be home with my son when he's sick. And I know that I have this backup time for my workout. 
And so I'm just going to do that then. And like, it's totally fine. But you know, and if that one falls apart, it's okay, because my highest priority is cuddling my kid. There's nothing wrong with either of those. And so here's what I want to make clear. When we are debating between two choices, changing a priority or not changing a priority, there's really no right or wrong. I want you to try to evaluate it as if it's choice A or choice B. Both are perfectly fine choices. You've got to decide which is the right one for you, commit to it, and then have your own back. There's no Monday morning quarterbacking here. We want to have our own back. And the best way I can help you decide how to make a decision, how to pick the one that will suit you most, this is the question I ask myself, and it was born out of doing a training when I was um, with my coach. And it's which decision will help you be more of yourself? Which decision will help you become more of the person that you're wanting to be? I think those are two of the most powerful questions you could ever ask yourself. Which decision helps me be more myself? Which decision helps me be more of the person I'm hoping to be? If you can answer that question, you will always know which one is the one that you're going to commit to. Go all in and then have your own back because it wasn't right or wrong. It just was the one that was more you or more who you wanted to be. We always have the opportunity to consciously remake the decisions for our priorities. We also have the opportunity to consciously decide to revise them. When we are conscious about our decisions, these are the most powerful decisions we could make. They will shape who we are and the results we've created. So as a reminder from the beginning, when is this automaticity that our brain offers a problem? It's a problem when we don't like the result we got. That's it, plain and simple. I love autopiloting my way home from work. I don't love autopiloting my choices about priorities. That is all I have for you today, my loves. I'm so glad you joined me here on this Monday for the final edition about time management. I have some very special guests coming up over the next several weeks. As a reminder, the Restorative Wellness Coaching Collective is going to be opening for enrollment in late November. So if you would like to be a part of that, there are very limited spots. So please hop on over to www.kathywhaleymd.com. You can find the waitlist there. The spots are going to go to the waitlist people first. And so if you want to be sure that you get a spot, go hop on there. And if now is not the right time, don't stress. This is not going to be the last time that we take new members. I will always be here for you through the podcast you're welcome to email me or find me on Facebook and Instagram and ask questions. You're welcome to hire a life coach. 
but I want to make sure that you learn tools, even if you don't hire a life coach. So much love on this Monday. Are you ready to get started building that life you don't need a vacation from? Well, visit me at kathywhaleymd.com for free resources, links to the blog, and information about upcoming events. There are many different ways to work with me, and if we aren't a good fit, I'll be happy to refer you to someone who is. I am right here rooting for you.